There's a place called a gin mill way down in the slums. There's a place called a gin mill way down in the slums. My baby goes that night and stays till the morning comes. Hey! Welcome back. Another uh, rendition of the Blind Pigs. And uh, we're at a very cool place today, aren't we? On the road. On the road. On the road brewing. On the road brewing today. Yes, it's uh, it's, it's pretty it's pretty freaking awesome. Pretty awesome. We've been wanting to do this for a while. We were at uh, Copacetic Beer Factory with the owner, Sean Manahan, Dr. Hoppenstein himself. Sean, glad to have you. And, of course, Tom from uh, Crajans is uh, joining us today. Yeah, thanks. And now uh, we're going to brew up a little uh, double IPA while we're recording and... Doing some coffee to start with. Tom, Tom do you have a doctor day. name too, or no? Do you have a doctor name? Uh, you know, I don't have a doctor. My <laughs> wife has plenty of names, but doctor's not one of them. <laughs> Sean, do we have to address you as doctor, or can we call you Sean? Yeah, Sean is fine. We're in a, amongst friends today. It's, it's, it's informal. <laughs> well, Make my you, staff call me doctor, that's for sure. Before we even start, just, you know, how things are going with, you know, after, after we know the big pandemic's, uh, you know, slowly kind of calming down. What's been going on with you guys? How how are you guys coping? I know you guys, everyone's still busy, which is good, so. Yeah, I think it's nice having people wanting to get out of their house yeah. and uh, get out and, and see other people. Right. Uh, we're still a little bit hamstrung. I mean, I think it's all very good moves on how many people we can have. I know as a restaurant, we're at 75%. Tom's uh, pub's more of a tavern setup. Right. Fifty so percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's nice kind of getting getting to see people is a big thing yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, we've been able to have people sitting at the bar now for maybe a month. It's weird being behind the bar with nobody sitting at it. Yeah. Yes. So it's nice easing back into things. Um, there were a couple of places I saw that um, to get around the bar thing for a little bit. <laughs> they they took their high tops and pushed them towards the bar. Yeah. <laughs> And they, you literally just sat. You like, just couldn't hey. serve. You had to go around the bar to serve them. <laughs> they, they, they did, yeah. They still had to go around the bar to serve them, but they had them sitting at the bar. <laughs> at it's least. been very interesting going around to other places and seeing how they're playing the game, yeah. and how they're manipulating really what they. But should granted, be doing. everyone yeah. was still six. You know, it was all mm-hmm. it was all still proper. But yeah. I like the whole I like the whole fact. Hey, at least you get to sit at the bar. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what they were kind of selling it as. I saw news articles. Some guy put up like an electric fence or something around his bar to keep keep people away wow that's the, uh, going the opposite way but <laughs> how, how'd that go about one o'clock in the morning <laughs> i'm sure yeah, got pretty interesting in i think i was in england, england. yeah yeah oh wow <laughs> but yeah it's still good to be a bit. brewing yeah hanging out with people did you uh did you keep brewing during or did you stop for a few months and just get some stuff done i slowed down Both a little bit on the brewing uh it was an opportunity to fine-tune some things yeah. and take advantage of it rather than sit at home and wish we were open, right. being able to tighten things up a little bit, do some maintenance that we weren't able to do while we're doing the curbside and, and right. delivery stuff. Sure. It's okay. been an interesting year, to say the least. Tom, how'd you do on the? Yeah, so, you know, we had to do like everyone else had to do, just get creative. We had a lot of meetings thinking about what we're going to do. Um, when it all went down, I had four full fermenters my bright tank was full and i was having a no shit moment not you know not sure i thought at first they were going to shut us completely down so i went three weeks without brewing um that was a mistake um the locals really picked it up for us it's (laughs) you know i we had school teachers in they're like i cannot stand being at home with my kids anymore and they're you know they're picking up four pack crawlers i go oh you're gonna he goes 
I said, you're going to have a party? He goes, no, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> should get me through the day. This is just during the day. They can't yeah. see it. Right. <laughs> and then for us, really, we, we stayed pretty steady until the restaurants opened back up. Yeah. Then we took a big nosedive. People yeah. wanted to get out. They wanted yeah. to go have their beer, go yeah. eat. That's when we yeah. really, so. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, the different yeah. kind of curve on that one. Yeah. Did huh. you see your distribution levels go up? When the restaurants big time, um, when the restaurants opened up, well, let me start with when they closed everything down. I went and pulled our kegs from all our accounts, clean beer lines, uh, and then we brought all those kegs back. Most of them were just fine, so we ended up using them at the brewery. Um, and then as things are opening back up, everyone's getting fresh kegs again. So oh, nice. we didn't want kegs sitting out there for three yeah. or four months. Yeah. So no, that's yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How'd you do on your distribution? Because you're, you were, I've got the one account. Right. I sell beer up at Riverside. Okay. And the state relaxed a lot of alcohol laws, and one of them that they relaxed to kind of ease people sitting on kegs was any restaurant bar whatever may fill growlers of anything okay so normally the only people that can fill growlers are the brewers who make that specific beer in-house and i think it was fairly good move for them to do this with the restaurant so i gave riverside a handful of growlers just to try to move through what they had they were doing a decent amount of carry out food and delivery food uh yeah same kind of thing get them work through their kegs and clean their lines and just get ready to go and they've been pretty solid since they they've opened back up. Awesome, Just a handful of kegs here and there. You know, it's, it's nice to have time here. But unfortunately, we were going to uh, we were talking about setting up a show at Creations just before all this yeah. mishap happened, and uh, we were going to go to Wisconsin, and then we uh, had a lot of plans. Yes, yeah, we had big plans and everything big kind plans. of fell through. So we're we're going to get into Creations here so shortly. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here with yeah. us today. But uh, we've wanted to get over there since we since we popped yeah. in. And when did we go in? When did we actually go in there? Was that we were not. Did we do a beer cruise for some reason? No, no. What we were doing, you and I were doing a beer run around. around. We were just checking different um, places. Yeah, like we went, I think we went up to Peoples and then came back through for Creations. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then a couple other places. So I think we the ended Brookstone up here. Or I think, I think we, we ended up here too. Yeah. So, yeah, we were, do, we were just yeah. doing a beer run but, on that uh, day. Yeah, anyway, uh, we fell in love with the place and uh, at Creations, so we wanted to get in there. So we're at Copacetic today. Yes. And, uh, Sean, you've been one of our best friends when this is, you know, in the whole craft business now, I think, since the beginning. We met you early on and when we started doing this and uh, always been big supporters of us. And we've been a huge supporter of you, everything, you you know, following you around. And now you got a home here and we're, you know, so awesome to have you here. I fell in love with in this Monticello. pickle beer. That's what yeah, we should have made. Beer, yeah, the pickle beer, Oh, the pickle beer. That was delicious, wasn't <laughs> it? I think the plan, but, uh, you know, to, to do some different iterations off of the base beer. Yeah. It's a little harder yeah. when we do bigger IPA, but. I think that's what. Sean, he does some crazy things, but he does them so well that you know, he always, you know, I, just your your mind works kind of nutty, and you come up with some wild stuff that just works. And uh, it's the two barrel man, it's it's made it even worse. Yeah, what yeah. <laughs> play around with. <laughs> but when did you guys start? I guess yeah, I met you guys maybe fourteen or fifteen. At Flat fifteen 12. was our actually start of the blind pigs. We were doing okay. some another show previous, but not the craft. So it would about so it would have been about fifteen. Yeah, I, I, think I had was come in. I wasn't living here yet, yeah. so it had uh, yeah it had been down yeah. it had been down uh, downtown. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Twenty thousand fifteen. Yeah. Right yeah I think it's been. God, uh, has it really been that long? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sharon, I was talking to some friends about you know oh yeah we got the when I first hit you guys up on Facebook and said it's been a while let's, let's yep. do a batch. So I shared the uh, Bruce Cruise episode, yeah. which was episode two hundred. Yeah. I was, yep. Wow. 
Yeah. It's a lot of episodes. Yep. It takes some commitment. I've got a lot of people <laughs> that come in and they're like, man, the, the podcast thing would be great. And we, they bought some equipment and they wanted to try to do the lining up times and it is and, and having something to talk about. You guys do a good job about that. Keeping the conversation going too. We try to yeah, have you guys fun. do a great job. I love the blind pigs. It's beautiful. It's yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, especially you know, there's, there's more of us. We kind of keep things going, and you know, we kept giving guys show up for different shows. So I mean, Paulie and I, it's easy for us to travel and do more yeah. shows. And some of the other guys, you know, they're more home based in Indy or in downtown Indianapolis, so we can you know do more shows with them there. But you know, we can travel, so we do it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just kind of yeah, I've just kind of it's it's what I work for now. That whole that whole three or four months off was uh, was wholly boring. I had no place to go. <laughs> and uh yeah it was just there we had nothing we, had, we weren't even we we were trying to get a couple together but every every other week it was just another worrisome of you know so even small gatherings everybody yeah. was just kind of worried about small gatherings and you know kids and i'm like nobody's been in my house yet i bought a new house and i built a blind pig patio <laughs> um i showed i showed sean pictures earlier i built a patio and everything for everybody to hang out and then Nobody can come over. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had my own house. I built. I started building. You know, I had it all planned out, and I'm like, sweet. Now everybody can just come out, hang out. I got the big grill. I built two bars. I got. I got a bench seating for everybody. I can fit 50 people back there, and had three, I just four. sit by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it seems about right. It'll be. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you, universe. Love, yeah. Thanks, man. I was really hoping to really, really have one of those houses that people come to, and then the universe said. There's <laughs> <laughs> always next year. But, you know, it's easy to have stuff to talk about because, you know, we go to different breweries. There's always, there's never a, a dull moment. There's always different stories, every brewery and, and the brewers and their story behind them. Yeah, and and it. it's just so much cool stuff we, we run into week after week. So it's just, you know, there's nothing, there's never a lull. It's just been nice to, you know, even uh, get back in. You know, we love coming here because we've always got, there's always different stuff going on. You're, the, the way you guys grow and watching you grow. And yeah. the, the new stuff we're going on, it's just it's crazy and it's fun. I'm, so. I'm, yeah, I'm, I do miss I miss the festivals. Yeah, yes, because yeah. we're yep. supposed to have that brews cruise. We're we're now, coming up on. Do you guys miss the festival? Because festivals are rough on the brewers. Because I mean, it's it's hard yeah, work. Yeah, that's a, that's a big. Yeah, I was concerned that after this all like cleared up and they they were talking about going on with some of these festivals, you know, like I I did the same thing Tom did. I didn't brew for a couple weeks. Yeah, and then. You know, all of a oh, sudden, shit. we had a bunch of uh, <laughs> festivals coming up. A lot of times, you're going to take a, a one barrel, so like two half barrels worth of beer to these festivals. Well, I only make two barrels at a time. Right. <laughs> It'll yeah. wipe me out. So right. I, I do miss them. I miss mostly what I miss is interacting with other the brewers and, and right. seeing yeah. the people yeah. and whatnot. It is kind of nice Relaxing. just to chill and, Relax for summer. and work back into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, there's a festival every weekend. Really, yeah. in the something we get to where Fridays and Saturdays there are festivals going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it got nuts. Nice for Tom, the nice I mean, for the festival goers. You know, how, yeah. how do you, are you uh, excited to get? Do you want? Uh, did you enjoy a little bit of the time off? I mean, it's first. Think about it, this: is probably the first summer you haven't had to do a festival. Or for, you know, um, I don't know how much your festival stuff was going on, but yeah. I know you had a lot of winter. You were hitting some of the winter ones. Yeah, yeah, we were. We we're doing quite a few festivals we definitely support the area here um we try to we, we put a 60 mile radius around brookston and try and keep it inside there yeah um, okay but um we had a couple festivals for us that are pretty good money makers that that are not going to happen this year brookston has their apple popcorn festival it's a big deal there 
Um, we're still going to do our apple popcorn beer. Um, and then also A- apple, apple popcorn beer. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, uh, isn't, all, isn't that all the flavors yeah, you're not like supposed a, yeah, to have in your beer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I, always I, told butter and <laughs> apples. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It, it's, and I'm, I'm telling you, we, we do a two barrel batch of it. And if it lasts that day, it's gone the next. And yeah. I don't get it. Um, but we actually, we get the popcorn there locally. Um, and then we've got to take it home to pop it because there's got to be no salt or oil on it. Oh, yeah. So we air pop everything for about three or four hours. Some of the employees take popcorn home. We just give them a couple crawlers for yeah. the time. Um, and then we had a, a place from uh, Rossville where we get the apples from. Uh, we threw them in uh, about third day of fermentation, let them go for a little while. And... I think it's just, it's got a reputation more than anything. I mean, if one person <laughs> says this shit's really good, then everybody's got to have it. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far I drive out of my way to drink it. I hate to, <laughs> I wouldn't say that in front of a bunch of people. Hopefully. You just did. Hopefully. At least 60 miles. <laughs> oh, no, don't, I mean, well, we don't have that many listeners, so you're good. You're actually still good. It's, it's, <laughs> no. But it's, I think people just go, holy shit, there's apple and popcorn in this beer. I got to try it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it just, fits with the theme, too, the fest. Sure. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. We we have to do it. You know? <laughs> we have to do it now. Here, so. this is nasty. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually yeah. remember what. So you, I think you opened just a couple of months after me. That was 2017, right? Yeah, September 8th, 2017, and then the popcorn festival was the very next weekend. Because oh, I remember wow. talking with you as you were doing the build out and saying it was going to be really close to the Apple Popcorn Fest when you guys got going. I remember you talking about doing doing this beer. So I'm glad. It's, yeah, awesome. done it every year. And you know, uh, for me at that time, I was we uh, brew on a four barrel system. It's a little, you know, not your common type system. It's a Colorado brewing system. Some people call it brewing a bag, things like that. Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out bright tanks and carbonation, and sure. really that first six months just blur. Oh um, yeah. You know, I was I was texting Sean probably once or twice a day and i was like well, i don't know what the hell's going on right now this is not working right sean there's beer all over my floor yeah. what i do wrong yeah but we really leaned on sean and then gray gimmick down at lafayette brewing company he really helped us as far as our build out making sure everything was legal all the paperwork right. was right nice. so we we had a lot of local support yeah. and you know at the same time when we're coming up we're like you know we don't want to make a shit beer we can't yeah. make a shit beer because right. I know Sean had this discussion with me right before we opened up. He's just like, hey, man, this might be this person's first time to ever have a craft beer, yeah. and it's at your place. Yep. So it's up to you to make sure you make a quality beer. Yeah. And, and I, you know, them first, yep. that first year was, it was a struggle for me. Scary. Um, yeah. 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 Well, speaking of struggles, uh, I think we got a um, – so this is, for those listening, this is an actual live brew. Well, live brew. We'll, we're recording some of it. We're gonna do our first bit at video editing uh, on a release yeah. with this as well. Sure. So, um, nice. so we are. What are we? What are we brewing today? Did we should get we into that? A, should end up around eight, eight and a half. We'll see how much we get actually in the kettle. Um, kind of a pantry brew. Pantry. So we're using uh, all Indiana ingredients. Uh, the grains. Well, not I guess all Indiana grain. The hops. The hops aren't Indiana. Uh, but get the grain from Sugar Creek. They're uh, nice. close to Lebanon. So I think we got uh, 100 pounds, well, 110 pounds of the pale malt. We got 50 yep. pounds of wheat. We threw in 25 pounds of rye, and we got yep. a little bit of uh, carrot 20 and 40 for some 
little color and sweetness. So it should yeah. round out about 8%. We Again, pantry brew, it's one of my favorite ways to brew, especially on the smaller system is just yeah. see, see see how it get. ends up. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do so I got? What do I hops. got? Plug it in, plug in the numbers. and Exactly. Yeah, we're going to pull out a big box of hops and decide right before we use the hops that we're going to end up using. But we're just going to blind. And, mm, yeah. That, no, no. We'll use this <laughs> no. one. <laughs> I said the, what I, the hops I have now, especially with this pantry, are very... They're hops I've used. Most of them are pretty high alpha. I think it's going to fit with what we're doing uh, with awesome. this rye IPA. But, but yeah, we did. We started right about ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, well, you yeah. were here. Uh, you were here early, starting to grind because you have a uh, grind a new grinder. I got a new mill. Yeah, you got from, a new uh, mill. Sorry, yeah, from Blickman. One known. Yeah. The one only one in yes. existence right now. It's, it's pretty <laughs> nice having that. Uh, it's an excellent piece of equipment. It really makes. You know, I'm sure Tom could. Attested too. Oh yeah, he just you just got a new mill. You get yeah, the, yeah. For some reason, I keep I'm like right ahead of the Blickman. Uh-huh. Even when it come out with he wanted to start doing smaller, you know, for small smaller breweries. Bills, yeah. Yeah. Bre- bre- even equipment when we were doing our build out, I just missed that. And then <laughs> and then in December, I buy this SS Brewtech and Josh Miller's over the other day looking at a pump I've got, and he's like. Oh yeah, we just got it. <laughs> we got it, and it, it, you know it can hold whatever fifty pounds and all this shit. And I'm like, really? And it's only like a hundred fifty dollars more than I paid for mine. What I find on you know you're, the two barrel, you're not on the right Facebook group or the. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not cool. We have, you know, with the two barrel and like like Thomas saying he's got essentially brews two two barrels uh, at the same time or kind of right after each other, but finding equipment that is. You're not going to find equipment that's really designed for these systems. So you're you're either going way overboard with a bigger commercial mill, you know, really meant for 10 to 20 barrels, right. or you're using homebrew stuff that's not meant or, to be doing right. this. And you're, du- and you're doubling yeah. your time because you got to oh, brew yeah. it. Oh, man. You gotta, you're, you're milling in batches rather than all at one right. time. You can't mm-hmm. just walk away because you got to come back, fill it up again. Or it makes sure yeah. it even works. Yeah. So I know yeah. we were both getting pre-milled grain for a lot of it. Yeah. To kind of get around using these homebrew mills. Yeah. Uh, well, you said you were happy with some of them because you uh, you milled one bucket of it, right? Just just you just cracked, right? You were talking one of the. Uh, it's the all grains. like that. It's uh, oh, did we do all of it? Well, you yeah. had one that was really fine. It's, but that was the. Uh, that's the wheat, just because oh, there's the no okay. husk, so it gotcha, looks okay. a little bit more. But yeah, you said you were I like real a happy. really coarse grind. Yeah. yeah, you were real happy with the coarse It'll grind. It'll flow off real that. smooth. Awesome. Beautiful. So, so uh, I guess we're going to take a quick break because yep. we're yeah, doing we're, the Vorloff. We're probably, yep. we're probably we'll messing up over. the beer right now. So uh, It is what it is. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's pretty much how it happens in our garage, too. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. This is Blake from Burnham Brewing, and we're listening to Blind Pig Confessions. Hey, we're back. It's so all It's our brew day, so we're back. At, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he's, and he's copacetic today. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, Tom Bullington from Crajans is joining us today and helping us brew and uh, or at least watching us uh, don't make any mistakes because, you know, me and Paulie can mess a, mess a good bitch no, of beer yeah, up pretty I'm, easy. I am, no, I am listening strictly to the, um, yeah. We're to the, the doctor, doctor yes. to tell me what to do. So uh, we, we took a break to uh, do the next step. We had, uh, before we started the show, we were doing the... Explain the steps we were doing, you know, what we did before the show okay. started, and then what we did on this last break. So, early this morning, granted, uh, I'll just go over a little bit of everything. I started sanitizing our two-barrel tank to get that ready to go. Again, brewing is a lot of fun, but it's 90% cleaning and sanitizing, so make sure our cold side is all ready to go. So, I got the fermenter sanitized. We, we milled the grain. The first thing we did was, uh, it's called doughing in 
And that dough in phase is we're mixing all our grist, which is our ground malt. Right. Uh, we got that all mixed in. Again, I, I was telling you guys, it's a it's a very small batch, you know, fun system. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how this stuff is going to work. So given the ambient temperature and back, I'm pretty sure we hit our temperature. But uh, I was telling you, my, my thermometer is not on point right now. <laughs> uh, so we did our mash rest, uh, let it sit for 45 minutes before then going into our Vorloft. The Vorloft is there to help clarify the beer, get some of the small bits of grain out, use the grain uh, bed as a filter itself. Right. So when we did the first opening, that's kind of what was going on. And what we have transferred over to now is moving the wort from the mash tun to the kettle, straining out all the grain and running through our our sparge and transfer at this point. Right, so we're just letting that run for a bit and uh, pulling all that flavor out of the pulling all, yeah, because yeah. you're, you're you're doing a very slow oh, yeah. uh, sparge. Got to go. I prefer to go slow, especially with the, how much grain we have in this. Yeah, the colors and the sweetness that we're getting from the caramel malts, uh, the flavor from the wheat and the rye. Uh, go slow to make sure we get all of that. We don't want to leave anything behind, so get it sure. into the kettle. Uh, yeah, we are going for a higher octane beer so we want to get as much of that right sugar moved over as possible that we've converted. i think that's some of the things we it, from our early home um brewing in the garage and stuff probably didn't pay as much attention to we just sparged you know we, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't like you know we didn't we didn't really go slow trying to grab anything out we took the bag out and well so, i think someone that started pouring out a lot I of mean, water I, yeah you, i'm sure you were talking about you know different grain bills you're probably going to go quicker so, i mean you, yeah it's just mm-hmm. experience right i mean you, you know yeah and i feel I feel awful. I'm training a new guy in back, and I feel awful. I've been doing this for 11 years now, and it's just become such, not even second nature, it's just what I do, Right. that I find my description and how I'm like sh- telling people what we're doing, it probably falls well short of what I should be saying in, in training phase, because it's all just how my brain operates. Right. And right. so yeah, you get into how fast should we transfer this beer versus another, uh, that's just... You know, it's all there. It. It's a, well, yeah, yeah. it's, it's so hard it's to turn yourself into teacher mode. And, mm-hmm. and really, you know, it's, it's, you're trying to show him, and, and you're going to show him how your system works. And eventually he'll learn, you know, more of the, you know, how his own, whatever system sure. he has. It's, you're still getting him the base, at least, mm-hmm. though. I have had, it's been a real, like, privilege to train a lot of brewers. I know we were at Flat 12. I don't know if we talked with Couch, right, Chris Berger. Yeah. I think he was in there with us with yeah. me and Easy. Uh, he is now brewing 100 barrels at a time at Sierra Nevada in North Carolina. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, Jonathan Mullins, really good buddy of mine, he just dropped off some beer. We got Beardy McBeardface yep. on. Um, Saw that. So, I, you know, it's fun having a privilege of being able to train him a little bit. But when I used to train, it was more on these, like, the romanticism of brewing and all these, like, theory and whatnot with uh, my new guy. His name's Grayson. It's just... Get it from A to B. If you can yeah. do A to B and B to C, <laughs> then we can go over some of these more, you know, oh, I like to do it this way for these right. theoretical reasons. Yep. You've got to learn the bait. You've got to learn, yeah. how, to, you gotta learn how to boil water yeah. before yeah. you start exactly. making anything else. Get the steps else. down, and then you get into the why. And and I think we yeah. were talking, he might get a, you're going to give him a gold star on his report card if he can go through one day without burning himself. Don't burn himself. <laughs> don't. It's a small space back in there. You know, so like, don't trip over stuff. All this stuff's hot. <laughs> I did buy him some boots. Uh, he's a 23-year-old kid. He's interested in learning, which is you can't train that, right? So at least he's oh, yeah. interested awesome. in learning yeah. the brewing. Right. Uh, but 
day one, he was wearing these like cloth Vans shoes or something. I was like, bro, I'll buy you some rubbers. You can't, you can't you be doing the this. Ones, you mean the ones Dougie Fresh is wearing? <laughs> well, that's fine. He's not in here three, four days I, a week. Yeah, ruined. See, there's a little bit different. So, yeah. I, I, asked him he, there. I asked him if he had his boots. I, I brought, I brought my Cadillac. I brought my galoshes that we uh, that we wore at the. Uh, I didn't have brewer <laughs> boots, but <laughs> I had some big rubber pullovers for uh, when we were up in um, uh, ice fishing in Wisconsin at one point. And uh, the ones we wore at the uh, Brewers Cup mm-hmm. with okay. our tuxedos yeah. and stuff. So, uh, and I asked him, "Where's your boots?" And he's like, in "Cadillac." I don't know. And and I asked him, "How are they getting?" Yeah, I have no clue how. How did you get them to Cadillac? I don't know. I don't know They're where, up in Cadillac, know. Indiana, yeah. Yeah. for Cadillac, some odd Michigan, reason. Michigan. Michigan. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess I, I can get some. He's bread never bags worn them again. He's never worn them since the Brewers Cup, and yet now they're in Michigan for well. some reason. <laughs> So like five hours away. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have them for next time. I was expecting him to be wearing them in, in here. It. We're brewing. I'm like, awesome. You get bread bags. Yeah. Throw okay. some over my shoes and we're good to go. <laughs> See, I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited after looking at the grain bill and kind of how we, we put this thing together. I think this is going to turn out solid. I was telling you guys, it's got an air of uh, Dr. Hoppestein in it. So mm-hmm. I, I've got a good idea, especially smelling what the caramel malt has mm-hmm. added to this. Look forward to what hops we end up picking. That'll right. be the next phase. We've got this sparge and transfer going. Uh, we probably, probably got another 45 minutes on that until the kettle's full. I got the heat going. Once we get a full kettle, we'll go through and pick the hops. And you know, we got that big, uh, like, Wheaties, uh, Raisin brand kind of malty flavor mm-hmm. and, and aroma coming from the, the grain. So we'll want to play with that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it. it's gonna be good. Nah. Now, have you guys now that you know the the, the why and in the steps? Do you ever play with any of those of it, just to try things that you haven't done before, or do you even mess with that right now? I mean, I do. I do every single time I brew. Yeah. You know, we talk. I do these pantry brews. Right. Pantry brew used to be, and for most people, it's just like, well, we happen to have these things. Let's mm-hmm. try to use them up. Uh, pantry brew has just become what I brew. You mm-hmm. know, I need to make a dark beer. All right, I'll just throw some of this stuff in. I treat it like chopped. <laughs> when we were talking about doing the whole setup, I, right. I can bring it up. It's just yeah. like, this is what I have. At the end of the day, I need a stout. All right. All right, so let's, let's play with some of these ingredients uh, and see how it turns out. So every time that I brew, it's a lot different than when I was brewing at People's in Flat 12. We have to be you're, on par with consistency. You right. have to be making sure that the beer tastes the same over and over again, and you're only brewing maybe a dozen beers a year. Yeah having the license on these smaller systems to do whatever i, I play with that a lot yeah you Tom, still have yeah. your but you still have your standards that you rebrew no problem it's it's no problem to i got repeat. like six of those yeah. yeah it's no problem to repeat so no gotta keep those loyal customers well yes of course yeah. the hoppenstein yeah it's like yeah. you know how to you brew a hoppenstein yeah. no problem yeah yeah so let's be yeah. mad if that's out too long you know they're gonna have that untapped and we were but know, that's the talking concept. earlier with tom about the the honey red mm-hmm. how many of like core beers do you have so really, Honey Red's the only one that we keep on year-round, and it's been on tap since we've opened. Um, we do have uh, Supermoon on right now, which is our summer IPA. Yeah. Uh, but we also uh, we did a freezer cleaner, which we do once or twice a year, and it's on tap right now. It's called Hopped Up Mess. It's about 81 <laughs> IBU, and it is a hopped up mess. <laughs> um, you know, you're just uh, comparing alpha acids and deciding where to throw them in. And, um and really, I didn't wasn't too concerned about you know the hops complementing each other. I was just going to get rid of what I need to get rid of. And <laughs> it's a hopped up mess. Yeah, yeah. it is a yeah, hopped just up. Just get mess. in there and yeah, yeah, let it go. But yeah, really, the only thing uh, from day one has been our Harold's Honey Red. So 
Now, do you, are you using honey from, are you using local products for? Yeah, for so well? uh, Harold, uh, I used to work with him at Ball here in Monticello. Uh, he's retired, just turned 80. He's been a beekeeper for over oh. 40 years. Nice. Um, just down the road uh, outside of Battlegrounds, Pretty Prairie Road, and he's got these uh, bee boxes set up by the railroad tracks and the clover and stuff, and it's just the best honey. I've, I've, I've also uh, bought some honey from uh, Purdue. They're mm-hmm. they're doing the uh, boiler bee honey now. Oh yeah, okay. Um, it's amazing how different the two honeys taste. Really, uh, yeah. you know, for only being I don't know, fifteen miles, miles maybe. Apart. Apart. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, wild. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Playing with honey is another interesting thing. Like I said, just Have where you, they're at, what what the bees are getting into. Yeah. Sure. I used uh, buckwheat honey one time for a beer. I was I made a buckwheat beer. The whole concept was to do this gluten-free thing. Buckwheat is gluten-free, and it's not very strong in itself. So I wanted to back it with some honey to get some sweetness, to get some, some more fermentables, and we found right. this buckwheat honey. And the buckwheat honey is like, black almost really yeah like molasses yeah it's crazy yeah and it's i guess honey is honey is honey but it was not it was unique (laughs) yeah but it's not yeah (laughs) well yeah it's 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 all again like you said it's all about where you're at it's all about where uh what flowers they're getting into and what they're making and and it's all kinds of variations i wonder if you could find like um to beekeepers you know yakima area or even here in indiana with just like hop honey i wonder if I, oh, yeah, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if they do they know. flower like do they flower yeah. like that um, to the to the point where bees do anything? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I would yeah, imagine. I, I don't know. But I, I don't, know. don't know. I don't know how There's they. There's a bee uh, expert listening. Yeah, know. yeah, let, yeah, us, let know. us know. It would be kind of uh, cool. To have a, yeah. <laughs> if anybody's got hop honey, hop honey I would yeah. love it. Yeah, just start feeding hops to your bee to your bees, please, and let's see what happens. They'll all be drunk. Bunch of drunk bees. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a Belgian triple on now that we Ooh, we nice. just put honey in, and you know, instead of any candy sugar or anything like that, and uh, we tried it two different ways. One, um, we added uh, it ended up being 19 pounds of honey that we added on the second day of fermentation. Mm. Had to do the math, make sure we kept the sugars where it should be, um, and then the second round we added it with at flame out on the boil, and uh, I kept some cans from both batches, and I was really surprised couldn't hardly tell much of a difference right. there, a little bit there yeah. i was expecting to be a big difference but i was huh. kind of surprised oh. does that mess up the does the honey gum up anything or any of the you know well for me you know i've got heating up. elements to worry about so if yeah. i'm going to put it in a boil it's usually at flame out okay um, just because yeah yeah you start burning it stuff in and, and yeah, yeah, yeah start messing with the heating elements that really and all sucks that. yeah when yeah. you get to the 15 minutes to go and you start smelling something bad. <laughs> well, that's like when we talked to the guys who, you know, uh, like uh, Guardian or whatever, who do like the pie beers and yeah. they're mm-hmm. just tossing that in. They said it is it is horrible. A the cleanup's mess, awful yeah, and, it is. and and, and it's yeah, it's, it's worth it sometimes but other times it's like, oh, that was a great experiment. Let's never do that again. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you're two days of cleaning trying to get it back to a pristine state to where you're not burning. I think all brewers are a little bit, you know, they like the, the pain of going through cleaning everything. <laughs> I like seeing a dirty kettle turn into a clean kettle. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes yeah. it's worth it. But You know what you like even better? When your uh, assistant brewer there uh, does it for you. <laughs> yeah, I like other people <laughs> cleaning stuff. That's yeah, somebody sure. else turning it into a clean kettle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's interesting on the honey. I've, I've, I have never added, like, back-sweetened the beer during fermentation. I've seen a lot of breweries do that. I know um, Burnham does that a lot. 
and a lot of people would recommend doing that to get your yeast going on, you know, your, your malt sugars first, and then give them this really simple sugar, uh, opposed to putting it, I always do it in like the flame out or in the kettle, because mm-hmm. then you're giving them this really simple sugar that is 100% yeah. fermentable, yep. and a lot of times they'll want to eat that really simple sugar before going into the more complex malt sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flavor-wise, maybe didn't notice anything. Did you notice anything in um, attenuation? Yeah, so um, when we do it in fermentation, um, we actually had to do the math to get the gravity reading where we needed to be. Um, so it ended up eight and a half gallons of water, you know, of course, bring it up, boil, stirred it in, um, put that in. Um, and then the third and fourth day, you could see the, the blow-off bucket just go nuts. So, yeah, I think it is a stress relief off the yeast mm-hmm. by doing it that way for sure, rather than just pounding them up front. Mm-hmm. But then, that being said, um, I didn't add any more yeast to it by, by doing it into the uh, brew kettle either. So, When well, um, it's a chance, you know, if you put it in on after fermentation has got going, you almost have created yourself a starter you know, using those small sugars, so now you have this, this bigger yeast culture to, to really go ham on that, yeah. that yeah. honey. And it, it turned, I, w- I should have brought a sample. I, I didn't. Um, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> if you guys want to stop by Brooks on the way back, yeah. I'll, I'll let the wife know you're coming. <laughs> I'm going to take two seconds real quick, guys. I'm going to go check Oh, you're good. Right yeah, you want to take, guys, want to take another quick break? and uh, Take a quick one, get, a, get another, get get another beer, beer to try and, uh, on, on the show. Since, uh, yeah, we want to we'll, talk about that Rogan, too, and then uh, I think maybe try some milk stout. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah. All right, cheers. If you're a craft beer guy who can't get it nearby, do yourself a favor and log into Taver. I'm Busey. This is Chelly from Dos Ringos. You're listening to Blind Pig Confession. Woo! All right, uh, back from uh, checking on our brew. Um, we did a, we did a few other things while we were doing that. Obviously, grabbing more beers. Yeah, um, of course. As, uh, we wanted to talk about a couple of them uh, that we had earlier, and then we're gonna talk brew talk. Okay. Um, on our current brew. I, yeah, we started malty today, which was uh, just seemed like a good day to go malty. It and, did. Uh, it's the, hot, but yeah. I, it, it's the middle it's, of the road. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a little scared to go to the to the, to the, dark, to side. the dark side today. Just cause well, we definitely don't do a lot of dark beer sales when it's right. 90 when it's plus degrees outside. Well, I'm not going to sit in the patio and drink a stout, but I'll, I'll still drink one inside. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, you might as well honestly just kind of sit there with a... a gallon of milk and just mm, yeah this mm, is great this is so <laughs> milk was a bad choice <laughs> but no multi multi started out well today yeah but what both, did you uh, have you started uh, out with what uh, i had the ri- uh, rise up rise up and then you had the row row is the uh rogan beer which you want to kind of talk about a little bit because uh that that was phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, what well, so they both were. I love that rise. What up. was what is the rise up? Um, the rise base? up is just uh, an amber ale okay. with a heavy, heavy hand of rye. Okay, yeah, that works. Which is what we're using. Mm-hmm. Using a little bit of rye yeah. in our uh, in our brew today. Cool. Inspiration. I for love the day. rye. Yeah. I do too. I, it's, well, I tend to use it. at least a little bit in basically everything. Really, it's it's spectacular. It's spectacular in a rye and whiskey. It's. I think <laughs> it just gives it depth bread. to whatever you're doing. I don't know. It gives it. Yeah, there's a note to it that's mm-hmm. just spectacular and and cooking or you know or in your beer yeah. mm-hmm. or in your whiskey absolutely but the rogan beer oh, and then again the, the rogan beer rogan beer is also rye rye beer, rye beer. Yeah. <laughs> but the rogan right. beer is I, I i i know i'd heard the term but i didn't i don't think i placed it and you finally uh clarified it it's 
It's a it's a multi rye heffy, essentially, right? It's yeah. Essentially, it's essentially. got the banana. It's got the notes of of the heffy to it, but you yep. just you just add it to the grain bill a little bit and yep. giving it a caramel, a more of a, a brown caramel color. Yep. So it's got uh, our Roro Rogan beer. Has uh, got a little bit of chocolate to give it some sweetness. A decent amount of caramels. Uh, without looking at the recipe, I think it's sixty and forty to give it that kind of amberish hue. Uh, definitely a big dosage of rye. Uh, that beer in the sparge, which we just got done over here, um, runs very slow. Rye can be very sticky, so that, mm-hmm. that beer runs very slow. But it's another outfit for me to use my Hefeweizen yeast yep. to get that same kind of clove banana feel. Um, then that complements the spice of the rye and the, the sweetness of the caramel malt. Uh, that's it kind of we've done 550 as of two weeks ago different beers me? since we've brewed we started are you shitting me 550 wow. different beers I'm i'd ask tom how many he's done he'd be probably like no i don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> essentially every time i turn the system on it's something new yeah. um but, the but that's what copacetic was here. about that's what you built that's exactly copacetic what on mm-hmm. it was yeah. it was you know we might have a few and we might repeat it somewhere here and there but eh, i'm just gonna beer. do what i do but yeah. So wow. I mean, the color the color on that on that row row was great. Um, uh, it uh, kind of plays with your head. I, it I think does because I, I get the, the banana he- notes, I the get the heavy notes, and then you get that that darker beer, and it just kind of plays your head a little bit. And you're like, man, that you know you have had that, had that flavor before, but it doesn't fit with that color. And I'm colorblind, but I still was like, this isn't right. <laughs> but it tastes so damn good. But I was like, it's something not. It, it just kind of plays your head a little bit. But I it's actually think delicious. I I like it because I like that car that that maltier kind of caramel yeah, and. Yeah. Um, more than I would a heffy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I like I like the hefeweizen. And I do, but um, I don't know if it because it plays with your, eye, you know, you know the, the color of it plays with your brain. So I think it's a you know, um, gonna have a different flavor. But I like I, I like the darker beers. You well, know, you but know, one thing here, I know I've said this with you guys before. A lot of it is exposing people to things that they wouldn't have otherwise. Right. Rogan beers aren't the most popular beers. Mm-hmm. You know. Not a lot of breweries are making them, even with any level of regularity, let alone you know, uh, random one-offs. Right. It's a it's a flavor that I enjoy. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, at the great. end of the day, it's I kind of fall under that. I think founders really put it out there and said, we make beer for ourselves and we sell what's left. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy a Rogan beer. So Tom, you looked like you had something, and I think I interrupted you. You looked like you were ready to say something on it, oh, on no. the Rogan. No, no. I was Have just you had it? Have I you had the Rogan? I have not had the Rogan. Oh, so you got to try the Rogan. Normally what I do... With Sean, is I'll get a short pour because I want to try the light, the dark, sure. the multi, the hoppy. Yeah. So I got my short pour, and then Davey over there bartending gave me a tall pour, and I'm halfway through that, and Sean goes, "Oh, by the way, it's eight point two. So, so here I sit right now. Yeah, he's not allowed to leave yet. <laughs> it's just too dang easy to make heavier beers. Yeah, and so like part of the design of of what we've been doing today. Um. For the most part, I try to use on, on the the grain we used today, the, the pale malt, the, so the barley, the wheat, and the rye, we used whole bags and then a half bag. The caramel malt, you can't really use half a bag, 25 pounds, 27 right. pounds in a batch. It doesn't play very well. So by using whole bag increments, I either end up with like a 4 to 5% beer or an 8 to 9% <laughs> beer. And it's, I don't want to weigh out. 20 pounds of a 50 pound bag so yeah they can yeah. they tend yep. to get heavy 
That's for sure. Manhattan doesn't know what a six percenter is. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just don't exist here. There is no middle yeah. of the road at Copacetic. Three and a half to the five, and then seven and a half and to bam. nine. That's about where they fall. You know, I was looking at our board the other day. We got eight beers on tap, and yeah. uh, I'm looking at the board, and I'm like, well, shit, three of them are 5.2%. I didn't even realize it until I looked at the board. It's just like like Sean's talking about. You know, we put together a malt bill, and depending on your capacity and how, mu- how much volume you want to make, a lot of times you just end up with the same ABV yeah. um, on accident. Yeah. So when you're thinking up your recipes, do you honestly – do you – Concern yourself? Do you concern yourself with that ABV? Um, Or are you worried about flavor profile and the ABV becomes what the ABV becomes? Yeah, I I definitely don't design towards alcohol. Now, if I'm doing like an imperial stout. Right. Or today, kind of uh, at the 11th hour, we added the 25 pounds of rye. Mm Mm-hmm. 25 pounds because it's a half bag. <laughs> uh, and I don't like to measure. <laughs> and, you know, okay. I have a bucket that holds 25 Smith pounds. says it's going to be eight and change, and so that works. But I, I'd rather design the beer for the beer that, A, I like to brew, but also that, that, that I you would have in your like head. to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that beer, right. that you that creation you have in your head, you'd rather design for that than worry about if the ABV is eight, it's eight. If it's four, it's four. Does it taste good? That's, That's it. I design okay. for the flavor and... You know, here having all the beers that we've had, so again, done about 550 different beers of our own. How do you? We've had about 1,800 different Indiana-made beers on tap since we've opened. What the hell? About 600 a year. It's pretty good. What the hell? <laughs> There's a lot of beers Dude. out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't got to make the them all. Do you worry about? Uh, <laughs> what what is this? Po- this is this is literally beer Pokemon at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Got to make them. Got to make them all. Got to make them all. That's exactly <laughs> what, what the it hell is. Are you you and I'll go. Get, you need to get play, you need to get fucking Pokemon cards for all your freaking beers that <laughs> I are should. made, and just have people collect. It's not a bad idea. Some oh. of the rare ones, you know, I had have uh, people function col- up here. When's the last time you had function on tap anywhere oh. besides Bloomington? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you should literally get cards made and give them to people when they order it, and see if they can collect them all. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot more than 150 or 151 or whatever it was. <laughs> Crap! It's copacetic Pokemon. Do it in seasons, right? Jesus. Season one. Find 150 of them. <laughs> wow. But I do like, That's you crazy. know, having been doing this, again, I've been doing this now for 11 years and made a lot of really good friends. Most of the people that I know and interact with are in the industry in some fashion. And so I really like bugging friends of mine that, that operate on a similar size uh, scale, something that you're really not going to find out and available. And they're like, come on, man, what's it going to take? I'll bring you a keg. I'll fill it myself. Just let me in the back. I'll yeah. fill it up. I'll pay for the thing. <laughs> That's how I got the uh, the function keg. Um, wow. And some people put up a fight, but at the end of the day, I'm going to get it. I'm going <laughs> to get their beer, and it's another notch in the belt. I think I've had 110 wow. breweries served here, and yeah. I, I think in the state. Now, granted, some of them have closed since then, but I think we're at like 150 in the state right now. So I, I've almost had a beer from... Every, Every freaking brewery. I just got uh, that's what we're trying. Ray on right that's now. That's what we're that's trying for. That's what yeah. we're trying for. But <laughs> it's a haul, man. When yeah, I started, there were thirty-five, so it would have been easy. But yeah, but at this point, yeah. um, you could almost do a whole show about trying um, copacetic beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just fifteen-minute segments of oh, okay, we're gonna have this beer talk about it. <laughs> I have this, you know, but that that'd uh, yeah, that'd go for 500 episodes. <laughs> I get a lot of well, people. Well, by the time you do it though, it'd be a thousand episodes. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's you <laughs> can't, it's it's, you can't it's drink not. it fast yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, you'd have to pick a new starting point. It, it'd have, 
you can't you can't get back to him because again he doesn't remake shit a lot. Right. Well, that's a very it's often. a never-ending show, so you know, yeah. it's perfect. Jesus, man. I do have the recipe, so like I will have this pig IPA recipe in the computer somewhere. Jesus. But it's like gotta find running it. through my speaking music of, files. Speaking yeah. of that, speaking yeah, of that, I'm hoping you're backing that shit up. Cause that that laptop in your uh, in your in your your brew laptop. It's on its last legs. Uh, yeah, no, but I, you're backing <laughs> all the recipes up somewhere, right? Yeah. I know the eight that matter. Okay. You <laughs> <laughs> see, so nothing. The yeah, rest of them. Because exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you call uh, Microsoft or Dell or anybody, go, my laptop's not working, and they were to remote in, they they they'd be like, even even remoting into your laptop, they'd be like, your shit is clogged with oats and or a malt and, yeah. uh, and hops. I tried to clean it I the other I've day. I've never seen a laptop that covered it's in hops. Thick. <laughs> it's pretty and it's thick. It's thick grain dust. And it's still, I'm surprised it's still working because the monitor is just halfway it's uh, halfway connected. Broken, yep. And you're literally missing a corner of the laptop. Yeah. I have three laptops in my backpack right now, and none of them look like that. How many uh, four-year-olds <laughs> do you have? <laughs> <laughs> We're just Depends really on how drunk Dougie <laughs> Fresh gets. <laughs> We're just really lucky that Brad Smith is a really smart guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can find he it somewhere it in there. <laughs> and I've gone through, I've done several purges just with how many beers and just different iterations of, you know, I'm going to change the hops on our, uh, you know, I was picking out the hops for this beer. And the hops that I normally use for my cream ale are just, I can't get them anymore. Yeah. So now that's one more recipe that needs to go in. So I bet, I bet in total, between beers that I have brewed, beers that I've wanted to brew and just haven't yet, I bet there's a thousand recipes. Oh, on yeah. That. Are yeah. you kidding me? Jesus Christ. I, a lot of times, I used to use a program on my phone called, uh, uh, I don't know, Brew Something. It's just an easy Brewmaster. calculator yeah, for making yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, think Jordan I used to do to recipes that. on paper and then. Yeah, Jordan did that, and then he left all. <laughs> it, Jordan did that, and then he left uh, the recipe book at Big Lug, and then a whole bunch of new beer showed up. There we go. That's <laughs> how it works. <laughs> not really. Just kidding, because they, yeah, our uh, our yeah our black IPA did not. Or, uh, that yeah, was our stout. I mean, our stout. Yeah, <laughs> didn't end up well. <laughs> I end up calling them, well, I mean, for lack of a better term, I call them poop recipes. <laughs> and I try to create a new recipe every time I. Take shit. A, wow. Yeah. Right. Some people That's can make it play solitaire or do whatever, well, but I well, like to sit down and make a recipe. Yeah. That seems to be a common thing, though, of like uh, dads, uh, the, the bathroom is their space where they yeah. uh, get to relax yeah. and, and just think about things. Is that, is that same, Tom? You know, when you were, when, when yeah. they were younger? Yeah, luckily uh, we're on our own now. So <laughs> we've got a 27 and a 24 year old. So. But yeah, yeah. There's nothing. You, you, you can't be, beat shitter time. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. That's how second you, office. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's that's how. Like, if you're just really stressed out, just shut the door. Mm-hmm. Work it's, on a recipe. It's shitter yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of those recipes have been uh, brewed and served at you know, definitely people's. Yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> flat twelve. One hundred percent here. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good time to reflect and think. All right. Well, talking about you mentioned a little earlier. Uh, so we went through. You dropped a box on the stage up here. A Copa box Cetic. of hops. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a box of potato chips at first, but because <laughs> they literally come in potato. Ch- you, they look like yeah, chi- they look yeah, like chip bags, right. man. So I was like, are we putting chips in? Okay, whatever. That's all right. We're going there. But no, it was all the hops. So uh, uh, Dougie Fresh and I, we uh, he picked one and I picked another, and we ended up looking and. I think we ended up leaning towards uh, a citrusy 
peppery just kind of you know a little citrus and lemon and pepper yet to kind of work off that rye that we put in there and uh, I think it'll work well together. It's just go good. So we what did, what did we end up going? What did we end up putting together? So we're gonna do a laurel, yeah. laurel and um, cashmere is and gonna cashmere. go in the, in the dry at the at the end. We'll, Actually, we'll we got dry both. That cashmere, both. But we'll dry up the cashmere at the end and that will give us some more of that. So we're gonna use a pound of the cashmere and two pounds of the laurel now in in. Uh, on the hot side of the brew, right. yeah. We're, those will actually go into the boil. Okay. So half half the hops. I think we looked, it's going to end up at like, theoretically, yeah. like a 42 IBU, uh, which is far is it below what our what balance would, would typically we, imply. But do we need to up? We well, can up. what I, I think mean, is going to happen is... Expert. I, wanted to, I wanted to cut back on the bitterness and kind of get more of a hoppier... But it's a just, deeper, but, right? I mean, our core beer, is, this is a... Double IPA, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should shouldn't the IBU be so IBU on be a, a design aspect? Uh, what what Beersmith says, we'll we'll get there to measuring it at the end. Says our original gravity should be about uh, 1080 uh, specific gravity. So and then uh, it says with, with fermentation how we normally handle it, we should get about eight one eight two percent, right? So it, what you would normally look at is that 1080, or move the decimal place over in your. Um, your alcohol content, we're looking between 82 and 80. And a typical one-to-one would be a IBU level that would be 80 to 82. Okay. So we are at 50% of that. However, I've always said that IBU is kind of an antiquated measure. It doesn't I've heard that really work a lot. I've heard that a lot. How things are done. Because right. I've had right. an 80 I've had an 80 IBU that doesn't taste yeah. like it doesn't taste hoppy at all. There's nothing, you know, but it's an I've 80 IBU. That went, wow. But it depends on the hop. Right. Depends okay. on the hop right. and, and where we're using the hops. So what, yeah. what we kind of decided to do was the hops that you guys picked have a very specific uh, flavor profile. And to get that flavor profile, we want to and, and to kind of design it around there. Uh, first thing we did was said we want the dry hop to be one pound of each. Uh, again, the two barrel system really works out nice. So we've got basically a pound of hops in the dry hop per barrel. Um, but we want the flavors to come through and then... We went backwards from there and said, all right, well, now what's our Whirlpool edition going to be to get and draw some more flavors and get a little bit of bitterness? What's our five-minute? It kind of worked backwards. And where we ended up is uh, about 41 IBUs on this, like, theoretical level. But a lot of times I have this conversation at the bar of people say, I don't, I don't like hoppy beers. And I said, no, you don't like bitter beers. Yeah. There's a big difference yep. between hoppy and bitter. And, and that was a problem in the early days of the craft. Oh, yeah. with everything oh, yeah. was very bitter. Bitter, yep. And so they immediately, uh, and what became the norm was that was associated with hoppy beer. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And then they're not the same. You got a non-hoppy beer? Well, I guess you don't want a beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have yeah. a beer with no hops I don't like hops. All. I don't like hops at all. Can you We've got a, a good wine here? selection <laughs> here. <laughs> some some water, uh, yeah. Some whiskey. Uh. <laughs> so I think even though we're what this balance would kind of lead you to believe would be it's going to be twice as sweet as it is bitter with in a, a ratio of basically 82 to 41. Uh, but we're still using six pounds of hops in this beer. Three pounds per barrel is significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. So it would be yeah. definitely a hoppy beer. It would be balanced, so it won't be overly sweet, even with our level of caramel malt. I think it was a really good decision to pair a hop that has this like peppery spice note, citrus, melon, to and go peppery. with the rye. Right. I, yep. I, okay. Yeah, I think you guys did a good job in picking those hops. Yep. I think uh, the way we're going to layer them into the beer, um, awesome. it's going to work out real well. Yeah, I, I'm, I think it's it comes out bad. I'm going to say Paul, I picked them. Yeah, of course he will. <laughs> so what I uh, and, and I'm going to go into a little bit of something. Uh, 
So Tom and I were having a conversation on the side while you guys were putting stuff into the uh, into the Franken uh, computer, Franken pewter over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's also my gaming computer. It does. It, it works, it man. It works. Yeah, it works. What and, and I and and something you said and, and the way you were handling uh, this last conversation um, made me want to bring it up again. So it seems there, there are such a range of brewers, and you not being such a stickler for um, like you know oh well forty Anything. IBU is fine it's not right right but yeah so you're you 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 are a almost a, what you guess you'd call an artistic or on the kind of on the fly brewer mm-hmm. in, in a way because you're just thinking up things you've got a thousand freaking recipes which usually is a uh, um, over exaggeration but in this case. It's no, it's <laughs> legit. Yeah, it's probably conservative number. But I was asking Tom how he brews, and and his, and I said, just because of, uh, we've had conversations before, and, we, and we've we've talked, um, he's, he seems a, a little more uh, methodical. Just you have a you have a plan ahead of time. But I'm OCD, so if I'm brewing, I I need a plan. You <laughs> brew on the fly. I'm a planner. Um, you seem to be Tom, a, a more of a planner. I think we talked about. You know, you yeah. plan out your brew days, right? I do. I mean. I'm definitely the middle of the road. I'm no Josh Miller. Josh Miller. That's where where I was going. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So there was this range I was going to get to was. So uh, for those of you not um, not here physically, left side was uh, on the left is Manahan. Manahan. Then there's Tom. uh, I put Tom and Mullins in the. I'm not. You guys are kind of middle of the road. I don't know where Mullins would lead. Lean more towards Mullins. Um, I think a little more. But Mullen's going to be Miller's like left to center. Yeah, a little more yeah, left yeah. to center, yeah. And you're yeah. maybe left to center, but maybe center. But And then and then Miller, again, and there's no there's nothing wrong with it. Miller <laughs> no, is, no. but Miller is an engineer. His yeah, shit right. is, I have this dialed in. I know exactly what I want. The math <laughs> is going to work. And if the math doesn't work, I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> when Josh told me that if his parts per million aren't right on his hot liquor tank, <laughs> he will yeah. drop the whole tank and start over. What? Like, dude. No. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, God love him. And he might be here today. He's brewing. He's I think he's brewing right now. Brewing he's brewing for the JBF. Uh, yeah, he's brewing. He's prepping for GABF right now. I think. And he's but, gonna uh, come back with a medal. And he will. It, yeah. That's what happens if you brew to that level. Yeah, you're uh, gonna come back. He's one of the most decorated brewers in the state. Yeah. Already, I mean, that was incredibly successful. I mean, at Indiana Brewers stuff. Cup, he he lost by one beer to the Flicks guys. <laughs> to yeah. the Flicks guys, right? And who he trained? Who he worked with? The train, basically. I think. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, he's for for being as young as he is. He's got and 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 to be honest, his beers are fucking awesome. They're, They're amazing, wonderful, yeah. and you know, kind of on that same level, uh, you have the Daredevil crew mm-hmm. and uh, the yeah. Pearson brothers. They're chemical engineers for Lily, right? So they definitely approach beer. I, I definitely, I used to, you know, be like, oh, it's a little bit of science in this art. And I'm just like. You're all art I, about. I don't even measure the numbers 50% yeah. of the time. <laughs> I just put the grain in and I put the hops in and I, Beer Smith has given me my roundabouts. And yeah. well, at I brought the end it, of the day, the beer's going to be all right. Well, I brought it to Tom because we talked to Indiana City Brewing. And I was talking about the water profile. They strip their water out completely mm-hmm. and then rebuild water, yeah. rebuild to a water profile based on a region of what, you know, or like mm-hmm. if it's a German beer. That you, I, and I was like, I was making fun of them like, you can, they have that shit. On file somewhere on the internet? Oh, yeah. What the water profile yeah, is? They and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, I can I can design water to be taste exactly like it is in Bruges or something. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like. That's uh, a very expensive way to make beer. Man. Yeah. It yeah. is. But, again, yeah. engineers don't always. Engineers <laughs> are like that. And then there's the, there's again, middle of the road. And, and, again, nothing wrong with any of them. None of it is a. 
is a yeah yeah a, a, a mark. Well, that's what we talked about earlier. There's no there. You know, the where where you go, it's always it's it's but different. But you're all Every still making awesome every, beer. Yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah exactly. When I go back, Do you like you the know, product. We were talking not that long ago about um, relating brewing to cooking and you know making Art. food and mm-hmm. and that's how you know like my grandmother. Granted, she's a fantastic cook. She throws stuff together and so it you, always works. You but maybe cook where Josh bakes. I mean, so yeah. you get that where, you know. You I'm more of a soup stock he's guy. A, yeah. he's a, and he's like a muffin guy. Yeah. He's an emerald. He's the muffin man. Josh, Josh, Josh is a Julia Child. Miller's muffin. Jo- Julia Child, she, she had, uh, you know, she had recipes. And this right. is how much you exactly. measure. Yep. And then there's emeralds. Bam. Yeah. How about this much? I'm going to throw some yeah. shit in it. But you I know, use a little bit of that. A little bit of it, too, though, is. You know, Sean and I wear more than one hat, too. And sure. I would love to have the time commitment to be able to, to break down each one of my beers Wouldn't like it? I do. But, I mean, it's, it's just not it's, it's not possible. I mean, mm-hmm. my wife and I run the whole business, and yep. and Sean's got a lot to look out, you yep. know, outside of me. almost had to bartend so. doing this podcast. Yeah. He almost <laughs> did. Yeah. Yes. But he so. also knows with that experience, like you were talking about the, 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 the malt build and stuff and how much – how much time it takes to pull out you know he's got that experience because he does so you, much wild stuff and you, and, and you do too i mean it yeah. just yeah, it, yeah you gotta have the time but it, yeah. that's what the kids are for right you get them moving <laughs> yeah. and then you can then you can experiment more you know it's really <laughs> i can't weird. wait his daughter works for him i can't wait till my son's old enough to work for me yeah. <laughs> he already does nice. i've seen him in here yes <laughs> he's naming beers he works works for me is a different thing oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> what what two-year-old names beers you know i, I know mean, right yeah, yeah that's true that's well, true well he's Run out of names at this point, so I'm not. You have to. You need the mind of a child at this point to just start. A lot naming of copacetic shit. names are. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the PJ Masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We name a lot of beers yep. out of the PJ Masks yeah. and the Ninja Turtles and whatever the kids into at the time. I pooped my pants, Porter. <laughs> <laughs> people like it. You know, you say, "Oh yeah, Porter named this one." Like, ah, Porter. It's so, How many people in the bar? They're always like, if if Porter walks in, you don't often. I would say ever yeah. see a four-year-old just casually meander into the bar, <laughs> and walk into the brewery, and so most people here o- know Porter only in Wisconsin. <laughs> Normally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, really. So speaking of naming, and then uh, we're probably going long, but do we have to check on anything first before I go anywhere? I mean, if this is a comfortable stopping point, we might be boiling. But again, who cares? Well, <laughs> I just I want to we'll start the timer. Yeah, you're oh, working well, with. I want to ask something real quick. So your thousand names and, and the names of your beers. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you copyright that shit? Do you have to do you fill out some shit so nobody else can use it or do you uh you have to worry about number one, unless you're your shit would be expensive at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way how does that how, how do you copyright? Do you cop do you have do you have legal do you, I so, mean do you file that shit? Now this is a whole other concept that's yeah. getting away from like artsy brewing. Oh, so well no, I there mean there is like trademark right and so what, what the right. trademark implies is that we are actively using this name and this brand in a specific area so i hey there's especially in this industry this camaraderie level where i would never name a beer harold's honey red right 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 because a, he's using it in this area he's selling it in this area and there would be likely confusion, you're, right. you, so we don't want to do that. You do enough courtesy to at least look up who's around you to not <laughs> accidentally name your beer the same thing. Right. We do that for sure. Okay. Um, I know Taze just ran into something. They had a double IPA called Maneater. Right. And they started packaging it. And when you start getting to this next level of that's packaging what I would stuff, be, yeah, when you start bottling they got a cease and desist. Would, right. And so I think now they're calling it Heartbreaker. 
and they're keeping the same logo and stuff. And this other brewery hit them up and said, you know, we have a now beyond a trademark, they have a registered mark. Right. And so they sent them the cease and desist, and and Tay said, well, we bottled these labels. Can we please finish out these labels, and then and then we'll change it. The like likelihoodness of confusion, which is really what all of this is based on, for initial an initial run at least, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not going to happen. I think right. I think he said they're in, they're and in not Indiana. They're in the East right. Coast, like yeah. South Carolina, Jesus North Carolina. Yeah. And yeah. so they said, yeah, it's cool. Right. You can run out, change your name, and, change and we'll do it. this. Okay. But just so you know, we have a registered mark on gotcha. Maneater for all beer. So what that means too is. Me and Tom can't use this. Right. Now, I guarantee you, with the amount of beers that I have named, I got one on called Man- right, uh, Manahan Beach Eater. Beauty. Manahan Eater. <laughs> Manahan Eater. That's what I should tell Jason. You can go ahead and use it. I'll be okay with that. Uh, Beach Beauty Blonde. It's a beer that we tapped yesterday. I'm always thinking of names last minute, so I threw out Beach Beauty. Uh, I, I guarantee that there Somebody, is a Beach Beauty somebody's Blonde. Somebody's got that out there. And but yeah. I'm going to be, I've got my two kegs on. They'll be gone. Yeah, Sunday. Right. You're not. I'm, nas- I'm sorry. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah, you're not nationally distributing where yeah. it could possibly enter another market. That, that chalk will be gone. Not in Indiana. Can, right? Yeah. Like, so do you? But have you registered any? Do you have you registered any of your beers? I haven't. I want to ask Tom that. And too. I'm never gonna really don't care. distribute very far. Um, it's just not where you're at. It's it 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 doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, what's important to me is the liquid. And applying a name to the liquid is neat, and you can have some fun with the names. It's something you have to do with it. Eventually, I'm going to wait for a Manahan just to be called beer. That's what's going to be, just be numbers. Like beer, number, beer number 1,001. <laughs> yeah. I'm running like, out of names. Like the hops. Weird. Like the hop. Most yeah. hops are numbered yeah. until yeah. they, yeah. till somebody finally, they use them enough and someone establishes a name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, uh, so Tom, have you had um, to, tra- have you trademarked anything? So the Herald's Honey Red. Michelle's brought it up a couple different times. She's done a lot of research on it. And she just she's like, "There's no reason to do no this. reason. There really okay. is no reason." I mean, we have definitely named. We've looked it up, and we're like, "Yeah, we just named something that's out there. It's a one-off batch. We're not packaging it." Sure. You know, we make a Super Moon IPA. There might be a Super Moon Blueberry there's, Pale. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm sure, so there's a Super Moon yeah, something. Though. And yeah, I guess yeah. that 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 goes to. Depending on uh, what your aspirations are, or if you start, if you're heavy distributing outside of your state, right. where yeah. where you can easily kind of call your friends and say, "Hey, do you have a beer named this?" No, okay, we're good. Yeah. You know, but so yeah, I guess it's yeah, as you get to distribution right. level, when you look at uh, how heavy many breweries there are in the state or yeah. in the country, then you everyone's have your, trying then to come up with these names. Yeah, you're naming yeah. something, yeah. Every, but then you have to start worrying about trademark. Right. It's we really did. when you get that production level at a higher right. at a higher point, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're yeah. getting into grocery stores and other things like that. Oh, yeah. Now you've got to be really. Now your legal department has. Now you got to find a. What do you mean Budweiser's been taken? Registering <laughs> those. <laughs> at that point, for sure, you're registering. You know, at Flat 12, we always had to look out for make sure. A, you're looking out to make sure you don't name something after somebody else if you're going to put all this marketing money into right. it. Right. But also, that's when you start watching to make sure nobody else is naming beers similar gotcha. to what you have. Okay. We have, uh, I know, Crazy and Copacetic were both part of the uh, you know, Greater Lafayette. Group, I don't know Brewers if we have a better association. Lafayette Brewers Group, and, yep. and it's you know it's uh, so it's Monticello, it's Brookston, West Lafayette, Lafayette, and and Josh Eric in Crawfordsville, and Greg Emig, who is he's like a Grand Poobah at a certain point of all of Indiana, <laughs> but definitely in Lafayette. He said, "Hey, we should make a, a concerted effort to not name beers amongst each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe make right. a database. You know, 
Or, you know, an untapped, a quick yeah. untapped search. You can see yeah. what somebody's name. You liter- yeah. It's Google. You literally should be able to look before you name mm-hmm. a beer. And, and I know. It's probably going to come up. Yeah. Lafayette Brewing Company is not going to do a Porter's Porter. I know that. They know I'm not going to do a Star City Lager. Right. Yeah. Right. There are certain things that maybe by accident, you know, if you do a Kiwi Blonde Ale. I just picked up Forte Ray, and their Blood Orange Blonde's name is blood orange blonde yeah Bob. that's an incredibly vague name right <laughs> yeah so like that might happen sure. but at least here in the local area and then a quick untapture so yeah we we try to avoid that that's right. for sure yeah. well, i was just curious yeah i mean I was I honestly, that's yeah. a good question Go ahead, Tom. sorry now, i was just gonna say i uh, i just found out a couple of days ago how four day ray got their name i thought it was really funny i'm sure i'm the last one on oh the, the no, uh, i don't know oh, the uh go ahead so they had uh, one of the employees in town, wherever it was, he always called off once a week from work, and his name was Ray. Oh, yeah. and he would work four days a week, four day Ray. It's <laughs> freaking awesome. Beautiful. Man. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. He's still got a job. I want to work there. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All so right. So let's go. Let's, let's go see if we're boiling. Yeah. Let's we'll get uh, the hops measured out. Again, we've got uh, to to kind of keep bitterness in mind. We we opted not to do. We're going to do a seventy five minute boil. Um, got a lot of high protein beers in there, so we're gonna get the proteins out. We're gonna get a lot of these volatiles out with the 75 minute uh, boil. We're not gonna add the hops until 45 minutes. Yep. Uh, okay. Just the nature of this process, isomerization will continue through our whirlpool, um, and then we have a long cooling phase. So instead of doing a 60, we're gonna do the 45. So we can get those weighed out, and then the rest of them are gonna be full pound increments. They'll be solid. Beautiful. Perfect. Cheers. 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 Cheers.